I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Batter everyone welcome to a pot of their own episode 26 we are live from mckellar in queens at city field and we have just completed our fundraiser for the national domestic violence hotline in which we raised maggie tell us how much we raised today we raised and this is at the raffle only not counting the pledge drive we raised one thousand dollars today So we definitely need to open with just an enormous thank you to everybody who showed up, everybody who signed up online, everybody who donated items, everyone who just retweeted our pleas for your participation. Uh, we could not have done it without you. So thank you so much. And um, yeah, back to you, Allison. Well, and also thank you, Maggie and Brian, for this was your brainchild. It so, was. Yes, it really big was. props to both Maggie and Brian. Snaps. Snaps. I did very Snaps. little. <laughs> We're watching the Mets right now, so forgive any like random pauses we have. Oh, 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 no. No. Oh, no. Forgive random pauses during this podcast. Zach Wheeler just successfully bunted for a base hit because the Reds screwed up and dropped the um, But Conforto didn't score because he was on his way back to third. It's fine. That's all right. That's, that's, fine. Not, that's not really on him. We're not going to no. talk about that right now. What we are going to talk about uh, <laughs> is two things from last night that I feel like really crystallized for the Mets is that 
like, I feel like last night really centered around in a particular way, both Jacob deGrom and Pete Alonso, who have been, you know, the highlights of the Mets season this year. So Jacob deGrom really made his case for the NL Cy Young Award. So what do you guys think? What would you guys rate the percentage chance that Jacob deGrom wins the NL Cy Young Award this year now? I would, after last night, I would put him up around, I want to say, 75 I Ooh. think he is. <laughs> All right. Here we are. And Brandon Nimmo just did his Brandon Nimmo, Nimmo thing, and he worked out a walk. No, and the hit Mets by just, pitch. No. It was hit by a pitch. The he other Brandon Nimmo thing is a hit by pitch. Other OBP. Yeah. Stick out the elbow. I wasn't paying attention. I was very distracted. Oh, shit. Yes. I just saw the replay. So <laughs> I, I cursed God the podcast again. Elbow pads. Woo-wee. He got hit in the elbow pad with a pitch, and the Mets have just tied the, the game, game with the Reds in at two in the top of the fifth. Um, with so the bases loaded. With the bases loaded. Yeah. The bases are loaded still with one out as we record this podcast. I'll take um, it. So Maggie just yes. put it at about like 70, 75%. 75%. I think he really is the favorite at this point, but it's not a – it's not an insurmountable lead. Um, and I said, you know, what happened last year was that everyone go, you know, the three favorites were so strong going into September, and then a couple of them just sort of faded down the stretch. But, you know, this, and DeGrom never faded, and I think we're kind of seeing the same thing now where DeGrom is just not fading. So, um, yeah, so I, I say 75. What do you think, Linda? I would probably put it up around 80 because... Yeah. <laughs> My bias might be showing, but um, it's just the, the innings discrepancy is just way too big, I think. Um, Ryu has missed too much time. Scherzer has missed too much time. Um, and just they, they both kind of faded. Scherzer's last outing was bad. Ryu was good against the Mets, but before that, he was really bad. Um, yeah, and Ryu Jake, fell fast. Yeah, and Jake's just been – Jake. if anything, Jake's gotten better down the stretch. Like, he's these two – starts now he hasn't given up a run so i think he saw an opportunity and took it and i think it's his yeah for the second year in a row jacob de in september has just you know been like this is mine this is mine and no one else can take it from me and it's just been incredible to watch and no matter what the mets do the rest of the season technically the mets are still in it right now last year obviously that was not the case but both years i feel like the mets with you know everything else going on jake has just been in control and been like this is mine and i'm taking it and it's just been incredibly refreshing to watch um and not only that but this year the mets have the added bonus of pete alonzo fighting i say fighting the term is loose because obviously he's not fighting with really anyone at this point for the rookie of the year soroka maybe kind of but i feel like the big question now is whether it's going to be unanimous yeah. And, and like, yeah. I feel like that is the only thing up for debate. And I, I do think that Tatis is going to get a couple of random I, yeah. picks just because, you know, he really is an all-around player. I mean, <sighs> Tatis Jr. is, is amazing. Um, but, like, I don't think there's any real competition for Pete at this point. I, He's just been so good for so long. Yeah, I saw somewhere they said, like, Soroka is a better chance at the Cy Young than he does in Rookie of the Year and – yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and I think that, like, you know, I think Pete was already the far and away favorite for Rookie of the Year. But last night, obviously, for those of you who have been living under a rock, Pete Alonso hit his 50th home run of the season, and he's just the second rookie all-time to ever do that. And he is um, coming up to bat with the bases with loaded the bases as we speak. <laughs> so, no pressure, Pete. No pressure, we will Pete. try to not blow out Brian's equipment um, okay. if he hits a – 
Grand Slam because that would be memorable. A grand group dollar. Yes, I think that dollars for dingers would collectively lose its entire shit if Pete Alonso had a grand group dong right now. Dollars for dingers would definitely rake it in too because of how many uh, people have pledged extra for group dongs and or for Pete Alonso home runs. And for grand slams like I have done. And if he breaks the record (laughs) And if he breaks the record, which he is only two away from doing. Come on, Pete, Um, do it for charity and for all of us, honestly. He's 2-0 right now for in case anyone is paying attention. I will absolutely take a Pete Alonzo RBI walk with the bases loaded. I will right take that too. I am not picky. He's done it before to sure win it. Twice. Yeah. Twice. Twice. A walk off, walk off walk. Walk yeah. off walks. Um, so, yeah, Pete Alonzo is 50th home run. He is just two away from the record um, to tie Aaron Judge's record. Three away from beating Aaron Judge's record. Um, and, yeah, the Yankees fans are very mad online salty, about salty. this, despite the fact that their team is going to, you know, the playoffs yet again. Oh, yeah, the Cubs just took the lead over the uh, over Ooh. the Cardinals in the seventh. That has been a get very back-and-forth game today. So, come on, Cards, get your shit together for once. Like, for once, help us out instead of the other way around. Um, but yeah, I think Pete Alonso, like Maggie said, it's just a question of whether it's unanimous or not at this point. <laughs> yeah, he's going for it now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think, um, I don't know, Pete's just been an amazing player to watch on the field, but I also really love how he's stepped up and been, I mean, he's 24 years old, and he has has sort of that confidence of a clubhouse leader where he just sort of like, does the clubhouse leading things without being labeled as the clubhouse leader. And I feel like that's the big, like the person who just sort of like quietly steps in and just starts leading, like that's your real leader. uh, Strike out. Not what we wanted. That's okay. It's all right. You get another chance. You get another chance, Pete. He wanted to break that bat so badly. Yeah, he did. (laughs) He wanted to break that bat over his knee again. He just struck out with the bases loaded. Did he even break it over his knee? Did I like rewrite it in my mind. I thought he just snapped it in his hands. No, no it was he his broke his knee. Okay. Knee. I have his image up in my head. But it was like, like it was like it. <laughs> it was like a toothpick. Yeah. He just like snapped that thing over it didn't his knee. Like it he didn't nothing. break shrine. It was just yeah. yeah, so Peter Alonso struck out with the base loaded, but we won't talk about that for too long. Um obviously um, like Maggie said, Pete Alonso has been an incredible clubhouse leader. And Linda last night made a fantastic graphic just with the Amazing Avenue flag <laughs> with uh, Pete Alonso and David Wright side by side hitting a home run. And they just looked so similar. There was a particular shot um, that Major League Baseball tweeted out, the like Major League Baseball like Twitter account. Um, and he just looks so similar to David Wright. And like in that moment, it just like – it made me so emotional. Can't handle like, it. This Too is much. the next David Wright. This is the next franchise player that the Mets have in Too their lineup. And it I just know. made me so happy to see. I know. And like just like the, the expression on their faces, like, yeah, I got that. Like, job well done. Like and um like I really didn't think we would ever get another David Wright. He was so unique and like he just loved to play and he loved to play for the Mets. Like he always said, I bleed orange and blue, like the famous David Wright quote and I really truly feel Pete does that too and even Keith Hernandez said even though like back in his day like a rookie would never be able to like maybe get away with what Pete I don't want to say get away with because what he's doing is good but like I guess rookies couldn't really be 
leaders back when Keith played, but he's like, you know, I've spoken to him. He absolutely exudes, like, everything you want to exude, like, he, all the leadership qualities. So, like, I feel like Pete's just a special player. And now we're blessed again. Like, we lost David Wright, and now we have Pete. Like, we are extremely lucky in that regard. That thing he did on the 9-11 yes. anniversary with the cleats, I feel like that's that's the thing. That's the moment where you realize that this is a franchise player. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a, that he's a special person um, in ways that, you know, and you can kind of see that he's just – that he's focused, that he's, you know, mature beyond his years. And it's something that comes out both in how he prepares for and looks back on the games. And that is what helps him on the field, but then just in his day-to-day life. And that's kind of what we're starting to see um, in the clubhouse is just, it's just who he is. And it, it's something that's going to help him be a successful player in every regard. Oh, and I think we talked about this last month. Yeah, last week, or is it still this week? What's today? I don't know. <laughs> um, when he ran out to left to check on J.D. Davis. Like, you just sun don't bear. see that. The sun bear. I know. Like, um, Have you all seen pictures of sun bears? Yes. <laughs> the weirdest ass animals imaginable. The, the bears in human costumes. Wild. I've never seen anything like Everyone that. Everyone, please Google sun please bears. Please just go Google sun bears. Everyone right now. But they're also we endangered. We need to protect the sun bears. We can't describe them to you. And when protect you look, J.D. Davis. Protect sun bears. Yes. They are extremely weird in the best way possible. Yes. They almost Which looks is why like they're the perfect match for J.D. J.D. Davis. Davis. Oh, oh no, Jeff! That's a that rough fly one. ball to left was not a perfect match for Jeff McNeil. <laughs> <laughs> but sun bears almost look like the best way I can describe it is it looks like a human being wearing a bear costume, <laughs> and <laughs> like <laughs> it's just like it's so weird. <laughs> and I can't and the, yes. and the and the neck markings I think are like why it's the sun bear because they have like bright orange like <laughs> neck markings on them, but. The rest of them is just like the body proportions are wild, and it just looks like a human wearing a bear costume. It's so weird, and JD Davis is so incredibly weird in the most admirable, like lovable way. And I just feel like Sun Bear is such a good nickname, even though I doubt that Pete did that on purpose. Oh yeah, but he it's has like, no clue. It's perfect. It's perfect. I'm obsessed with polar bear and sun bear. I'm yes. obsessed with it. It's like it's a perfect mirror to brown bear and black bear. If you guys remember that from uh, the Mets bullpen of yore, oh, it yes. was um, Chad Bradford and. Um, Oh, who was the lefty? Josh yeah. Smoker. Oh, Smoker, yes. We're, yeah. we're um, brown bear and black bear. And I feel like it's the same thing. It's like polar bear and sun bear. It's great. It's so perfect. And it reminds you that like the Mets are so much better when their players are fun. Mm-hmm. And they should be allowed to be fun. And they should be allowed to be fun. And they do have many, many fun players right now, which is, I think, the thing that sets, you know, this is looking more and more like a not- classically defined successful season like I it's very unlikely at this point that they make it to the playoffs but they have been they've given us so much more um this year than in previous almost kind of years just because there's just so much fun on this team and so much of the fun on this team is going to stick around Mm -hmm. you know we get Alonzo on this team for the next five years and jd davis for i don't know what his service time situation is because he he's in but like a yeah. while like probably let's say four years like either way you know these are th- this cast of characters is going to be a part of the team for you know the foreseeable future and that takes a little bit of the sting off of falling short is just knowing that like 
this this group, these guys who we really love because they're just so likable in so many ways, we get more of that. And that's pretty great. Yeah. And we have, I mean, like we said on the pod last week, we have the core of a, ten, of a contending team here. Um, and, you know, we can easily, easily, if the Mets, you know, <laughs> do anything if remotely the smart. Mets. If the Mets um, spend some money, they could, you know, easily build a contending team here. They've contended this year without spending all that much money in the net. I know they took on Robinson Cano's big contract. I understand that. But this year in the net, they also unloaded Anthony Swarzak. They unloaded Jay Bruce. They unloaded all these contracts. And it was essentially a net neutral in 2019 in order to build this team that is on the edges of contention as we speak with nine games to go. So the question is, with the Mets, you know, likely to fall just short of the playoffs this year, we talked last week on the podcast about what would we like to see the Mets really do to push them over the edge, to build a contending team for next year. And we have a room full of people here, you know, (laughs) who are also Mets fans, who are also podcast contributors, Amazing Avenue folks, Amazing Avenue commenters, as we told you last week, you should be listening to our other Amazing Avenue shows. Exactly. And if you are, if you listened to us, then you may recognize some of the people who are going to chime in on this. Um, so we're just going to pass the mic around and kind of talk about what we think folks would like to see as the like primary move the, ma- the Mets should make to make a contending team for next season. Your number so one priority. Introduce yourself very briefly, you know, who you are, and then say what you would like the Mets to do to make a contending team for next season. Okay, Brian, take it away. You're going to pass uh, the mic. You're I'm Brian go Salvatore, first-time uh, first caller, long-time listener. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brian is also, Brian is also, we call him podcast dad because he does things to help the podcast thrive into its best self. And this event wouldn't have been possible without him. Nope. That, that is not true, but thank you. Um, and he also does other stuff to help the podcast itself, too. Well, well thank you. Uh, all of that is very make me very uncomfortable but that's all right um presuming that the bullpen is the given i don't have to say invest in the bullpen my move is uh go after a really good backup catcher Mm -hmm. because you know as much as ramos has been good offensively he's a nightmare behind the plate and to have somebody who can play two or three games through three days a week and not be an embarrassment out there and not be a 180 hitter would make the the claims of um personal catchers a lot easier to swallow. Well, I am not, that is not defending the Mets front office. I will never defend the Mets front office. Um, I just think in general, if there was a backup catcher that wasn't an offensive or defensive black hole, it would make those pleas from Syndergaard, Stroman, and others a lot less uh, problematic. So that's my one. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, Rob Wolf, uh, Amazing Avenue contributor, and writing and podcasting and unformidable. I only know about old players, so asking me about the future is kind of pointless. Um, But since I've been asked, I'm going to go with the man I'm staring at right now. Uh, I want Zach Wheeler back on my team. Brian made the universal symbol for spend some fucking money, Will Pons, which is rubbing three fingers together. And, um, you know, they brought in Marcus Stroman, and I don't want Marcus Stroman to be a replacement for Zach Wheeler you know, I think, uh, I, I mean, obviously, as Brian said, the bullpen has to be a given, but I feel like that can be done on the cheap or with numbers. Um, first of all, I, they, they have to give him the qualifying offer. I've seen people say, like, that's a question. That would be absurd. You know, if you, if you want to be cold and calculated, give him the qualifying offer. And 
go after like a Wade Miley or Jake Odorizzi or something, I guess that's defensible. But I like the guy that I've been watching for all these years, and I would like Zach Wheeler back in a Met uniform next year. Hi, I'm uh, Rich Staff. I occasionally write things at Amazing Avenue and ruin things. But, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, my want for the offseason is a bit unrealistic because I'd want the Mets to sign Garrett Cole and just sort of yes. blow the doors off. Yeah, I'll say, we don't need to sign um, Zach Wheeler if we sign Garrett Cole instead. Yeah. It would just be nice for them once to get someone big and blow the doors off of the whole division, but... I mean, we'll get Derek Holland and we'll like it, so <laughs> that's all. Oh, it's going to me. Okay. Hello, it is Kellyanne Healy, Amazing Avenue moderator and third-time guest. Um, just kind of repeating what Rob and Rich and Brian already said, um, shoring up the bullpen for sure, um, but also just kind of building our starting pitching depth because we got really, really lucky with starting pitcher injuries this year. I don't think, oh my gosh, there's no wood to knock on. Um, <laughs> back there, someone do it. Um, no. Damn these breweries. <laughs> no one with their really had any everything. long-term injuries, but I don't trust that that will hold again next year. So shore up pitching depth, um, give the qualifying offer to Wheeler and sign Garrett Cole. Let's Yay. be bold. Let's be bold. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> and that is my want for the off season. Look at you talking like a billionaire real estate magnet all of a sudden. Oh, Hell yeah. I have dollars to spend. Yeah. <laughs> dollar dollar bills, y'all. Introduce yourself, sir. Hi, I'm Kevin. Um, longtime commentator, I guess. First time on the pod. Uh, if I was going to do anything for the offseason, I would invest significantly in our internal and external scouting. Because the more that I think about the bullpen woes, the more I get perplexed. We tried to do the, like, the success by numbers route. When you look at all the trades that were made during the Sandy, uh, Sandy's reign, where, I mean, we traded for so many potential bullpen arms and not one of them panned out. A bunch of guys who throw high 90s and have like a decent slider, a decent breaking ball. Yeah! Just got out Um, of the jam. That's what the cheering was. (laughs) It's absurd to me that not a single one of those guys panned out. And when I think about it, the more I have to think about it, I can only attribute that to some sort of external scouting problem um, or some sort of development problem. I'm not sure which, but, um, you know, you can throw as many bodies at the wall as you want, but if you don't know who's evaluating those players, it's not really going to be all that useful. So that, that, would, be, that would be my goal for the offseason. Uh, fixing structural problems tends to fix a lot of other things. Hell yeah. We're dreaming big. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm John. I'm uh, also longtime commentator, first time on the podcast. Um, I agree with all the things that have been said. Uh, in addition to that, I think it's important for the Mets to just generally have good defense up the middle, which we're starting to see now more with Ahmed Rosario getting better. 
Uh, and I agree with the, the backup catcher, as Brian mentioned. And one of the other things I think is going to be important next year is we're going to lose our one true center fielder with Juan Lagares. And Brandon was very cromulent there, but it would be good for the Mets to go out <laughs> and get a backup center fielder who plays good defense just in case we need that, which I think we will given the way Mets seasons usually go. Yeah. Hi, I'm Ken Lavin. Um, I write things occasionally for the site, uh, host a podcast. Uh, yeah. That's from Complex to Queens. Uh, releases on Mondays about minor league stuff. Um, so I think the real answer is just throw all the money at the bullpen because it's always terrible. But my like personal answer is sign Yasmani Grandal because like you should have last year, and he's like absurdly good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. He was the one. Yep. Hi, I'm Michael Drago, occasional writer for Mason Avenue. Uh, so. In addition to all the other things that have been said, uh, one of the moves that I'm hoping to see the Mets do this offseason is to fire Mickey Calloway. Oh, um, Spicy! Seems to be a popular move in this room. Uh, so I actually have some experience with this topic because in May, I think it was, when people first started talking about the potential to fire Mickey Calloway, I wrote a piece for Mason Avenue saying that they shouldn't fire him. The basis of that argument being that firing managers in the middle of the season rarely makes sense. Uh, then like a month later, I was writing a piece for Mason Avenue arguing the exact opposite, that they should <laughs> fire Mickey Calloway. Um, and the reason for that was because that came after that clubhouse incident in Chicago, where it seemed like he just had completely lost control of things. Uh, and I worry that because of the hot stretch that the Mets have gone on in the second half, even though it's probably not going to lead to a postseason stretch, I worry that that's going to save his job, and at this point, I don't think it should because in addition to the many crazy moves that he's made, he's made plenty of bad decisions, but that's kind of par for the course with most major league managers. But I think the difference with Callaway is that he just, in talking to the media, he just says some things which just make no sense to anybody, and it just causes more controversy when people have to like decipher what it is that he's trying to get at, like with the, you know, you can pick any number of different things that he's said that just indicate that he doesn't really have any clue what he's doing as far as managing a full clubhouse and, you know, managing games. So that kind of, you know, that makes a difference to me in terms of, you know, I kind of expect any manager to make bad decisions, but, you know, A, he's made some really bad decisions, and then also in terms of just making kind of bizarre comments to the media in general. I'm just hoping that he's not going to be around uh, after this offseason. I really hope that, whether in the Mets make or playoffs or not, I'm hoping that, that, that this late stretch that they've gone on will not save him. So. Also, he's after his bad decisions. He said, I would do it again, yeah. which is the most concerning yeah. thing to me. Yeah. Most yes. people admit they're bad decisions. He does not. Well, I said last year that he seemed really out of his depth, but that you know, I wanted to see what an extra year of wisdom would bring him and a better bench coach. And it has brought him worse. Yeah. Like, he is... He is I, I feel like significantly more out there on his managing decisions this year than he was last year and not in like a not in like a smart risk taking way but in a does he actually watch the same games that we watch kind of way and like does did somebody tell him the rules cuz maybe he doesn't know them <laughs> like it's it's kind of mind boggling how um unfit he seems 
Yeah. Can I, so, can I say one more thing before we uh, move on? Yeah, sure. Uh, this is Brian again, long time listener, second time caller. Um, <laughs> there is no reason that they can't do every single thing we talked about. Nobody here said like, you know, trade for Mike Trout. Like all of our mm-hmm. all of our things are relatively modest investments. Even Garrett Cole, like, it's a big contract, but it's not going to be insurmountable. They can do all of those things, stay under the luxury tax threshold and not feel it that much. So why aren't they doing this? Well, the answer is the will ponds, but it, it's very frustrating. Yeah, it really is. And I feel like if you watch this team, if you watch this team in the way that they have performed this year, despite everything that has gone wrong, and you see everything that has gone right, you see the core that is there, despite the fact that Edwin Diaz has been about as bad as you can imagine, and he was supposed to be the biggest acquisition that the Mets have gotten this offseason. And I was in favor of that trade. And, like, I still, like, this is going to make me unpopular on Twitter, but, like, I still think that it was, like, a good process trade. Whatever you want to say about, you know, the ultimate outcome obviously makes the trade look very bad, and I think that, you know, you can't argue with that. But... Edwin Diaz went about as bad as you can imagine. Robinson Cano, even though he's performed when he's been healthy during the latter part of the season, he was bad early on and injured later on. And, like, those two things went horrifically wrong, and yet this team is still theoretically in it in September. If you had told me that, like, their big, you know, blockbuster trade they did in the offseason went horrifically wrong and they still would be in it, like, that would blow my freaking mind. Like, they're still they have this core and like they're probably not (laughs) gonna build on it and it's really frustrating it's really frustrating well and the problem i have too is i don't i don't think there's any good teams in the national league there are no good teams (laughs) in the national league the dodgers the dodgers Dodgers. you can pick out glaring holes even the good teams have like okay the dodgers bullpen may have get a little better uh, they've gotten better lately, but they were have, they were struggling for a while too. The Braves starting pitching isn't great. Um, well, Fulton Evich has turned it around lately, but he had been struggling all year. Um, Just wait till they get Cole. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. God damn it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the, the Cubs bullpen is awful, um, and they play awful on the road. So I don't think, like, every good team has a glaring hole. So if the Mets just shored up some things, they would be right there with them. And I said this on our last podcast, and, you know, I think I'm going to bring it up again, where it's hard as a fan to root for other teams to not do things than to cheer for the Mets to do something. That's the quintessential Mets way, is that you just got to root for Steven Strasburg to opt out. You got to root for Anthony Rendon to not go somewhere in the National League East. And, like, honestly, if we were, you know, more, I hate to say it, Yankees-esque, we would be saying right now around this table, sign Anthony Rendon Mm -hmm. is what we would be saying. And no one said that because everyone knows. And it's not because no one at this table wants Anthony Rendon on this team. I think everyone on this table will want Anthony Rendon on their team. But everyone knows it's not a realistic proposition to say that. And that's the problem. Is like, you know, we want Anthony Rendon on this team, and I would love Anthony Rendon on this team. But no one thinks that's a realistic proposition. And so, you know, that's the problem that the Mets will face. Meanwhile, um... I think that we are going to move on to um, to take a break, and we are going to, when we get back, we are going to do walk-off wins, and I think that we all have the same walk-off win this week, so stay tuned for that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. 
And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. And we are back. We are going to close the show this week, like we always do, with walk-off wins, where each of us talks about what's making us happy this week, baseball-related or otherwise. But I think it's no secret that each of us have the same walk-off win for this week, which we are experiencing right now, live at McKellar. So, you know, we are, Maggie already alluded to the fact that we raised $1,000 for the National Domestic Violence Hotline, and I am just so overwhelmed by the response two dollars for dingers for the response to the live event for everyone that came out to support us and bought tickets and you know said hi to us we are just so happy we are so overwhelmed and i can't even put into words how happy we are right now (laughs) like yeah this went um like i had high hopes and we surpassed them by a considerable margin um i'm also excited because like September is still happening. We're still doing dollars for dingers and collecting pledges for every Mets home run. And that tally is, you know, we got a thousand in the raffle. We're up over 2000. We're probably going to hit three for the pledge drive. So um, we're going to stop spamming your Twitter feeds about the meetup and we're going to go back to spamming them about the pledge drive because we really, we really just want to keep riding this wave. It's been so much fun. We're doing such a good thing. Um, it was great to meet, it was great to meet some of our listeners today. That was really exciting. I, I, that was not something I had experienced before and it was (laughs) really wonderful. Um, and just like, just meeting all kinds of new people and seeing all of our awesome prizes all lined up. Um, yeah, everything just, it came together so beautifully. Um, thanks to all the, the people who are involved in helping us out. And so this was, yeah. That's my my walk-off win is also that this went so well. This may shock you, but my walk-off win is today's meetup. Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, I can't thank everybody enough. And, you know, I'm pretty speechless when Maggie announced to everybody the the amount. But... um, I was away on vacation when all this, a lot of this got planned with bad Wi-Fi, and Maggie and Allison and Brian really took the reins on it, and really, if you ever need anything, you can go to any of them. They're, they were <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> we need raffle items for next year's fundraiser. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or monetary donations. We will take those as well. Yeah, yes. that too. But... They were all just so wonderful, and you know, just watching it all come together from afar 
and with my bad Wi-Fi, I'm like, I have 50 messages. I'm like, what am I missing? Oh, my God. Hey, your Wi-Fi got us through that <laughs> podcast that we recorded while you were away. So <laughs> it held the one time. Um, but so I love all these people dearly. Um, I love everybody who came dearly. Um, I'm so thankful this happened. I'm so thankful for the money we raised. Kellyanne, stop telling me to not cry. <laughs> and, no, no, cry. Yeah. <laughs> Great content. No! It's better radio if you cry. <laughs> Don't make me cry. <laughs> Somebody hit a dong, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you wouldn't cry if that happened. Damn it, Rich. We just got a live Rich on the podcast. Just so y'all know, we scream rich a lot. A lot. Yeah. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everybody who donated items to this raffle. Like, yes. God, the, the overwhelming generosity of folks who gave us things to raffle off. Not only McKellar, who gave us a prize pack, but, you know, guests from the pod, like pe- people who donated original art for this. Yeah, just like, a quick, a quick rundown here, Maggie. I think we can do this, but right, yeah. uh, we got, yeah, y'all can yeah. do we this. Got from Joe memory. Petruccio, Sub Pop Records, Matt Callen, um, Meredith Wills, Meredith Wills, yes. McKellar, Breaking Tea, Breaking Tea. Um, I have the big one for the end. Uh, Alex, one of our listeners, yes, with the home run apple, um, Linda. With the Funkos and Allison with the cap. Um, I bought some Thor comics. Yeah, some comics. It counts. It all counts. Um, I think that might be. Except for the big one, which I did want to do a special shout out to. You know, we as Mets fans give the Mets organization a lot of shit. And rightly so a lot of times. But I sent exactly one email to our Mets PR contact, and he came through with Jacob DeGrom and Noah Syndergaard signed baseballs. No questions asked, and it was it was an incredible email to get. When I sent it to the three hosts of this show, there was general uh, <laughs> shit being lost because we, oh, all just, yes. we all just could not believe this was happening. And there was so, a lot of caps lock in those messages. Yes, there was. Yes, so I just, legit almost cried yeah. I did cry on the beach. <laughs> I almost cried at work. I almost cried at work in front of everyone. Yeah, so thank you to the New York Mets organization for the donation of those two balls. It's incredible. And uh, yeah. yeah, thank you so much. And you mentioned Mickler, but I'll give them an extra shout out because they hosted us here in their amazing brewery space that's right next to City Field. Uh, and it is, it's a wonderful place to just hang out and watch a game. They gave us a room to have our raffle items. They let me run around and bother all of their kind customers <laughs> to come in and buy raffle tickets, which many of them did, which is even more amazing. The people um, who won the McKellar prize pack did not know this was an event happening. They were yeah, biking so by and stopped. Oh. Um, so um, so McKellar really gets an extra double high five on this one just because we couldn't have done this without the space. Uh, we kept going, we were like racking our brains. We're like, there's really no other space. Then McClure said they could do it. We're like, oh, thank God. We don't have to come up with a backup. <laughs> but um, yeah, they've just been like amazing hosts. So generous. Um, and yeah, we're really, we're really lucky to have these guys here. So I need to give them a little extra love. And given the success of this, you know, we've alluded to this, but given the, the success of this fundraiser, we're really hoping to make this an annual thing. And I've been talking to folks around and... <laughs> Yeah, 
it's, it's, it would be so great to be able to do this every year at, during the month of September because not only will it be awesome in the years that the Mets are contending, like this year where they're kind of on the fringes, but in years where the Mets are, you know, far out of it, like they are often, unfortunately, given this franchise's history, um, it will be a fun way to stay invested during the month of September when, you know, the games don't matter as much, but the, you know, dongs or whatever, you know, <laughs> metric we decide to use in the future to, you know, raise money for whatever charity we decide to donate to in the future. It'll be really fun to get ourselves invested this late in the season and have meetups like this every year where everybody can come out, donate to awesome charities and give and win fun prizes. We would love to make this an annual thing. So the fact that you guys have come out and made this such a successful fundraiser makes us, you know, more, you know, able to do this in, annually so thank you so much we would love to do this next september and every september for this foreseeable future so thank you all so much this is our walk-off win for this week so we are so happy thank you all so much thank you thank, thank you, you. <laughs> in the meantime while you're waiting for next year's fundraiser you can go to amazingavenue.com of all for all of our fantastic content we are still doing game recaps all of our analysis while the mets are wrapping up their season hopefully staying in it we are clinging to contention <laughs> so you know check out amazingavenue.com for all of that you can follow the podcast on twitter at a pot of their own you can follow amazing avenue on all of the social me medias Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Amazing Avenue. You can follow all of our co-hosts. I am at Petite PhD on Twitter. Where are you, Maggie? At Maggie162. And you, Linda? At Linda Servich. You can follow each of us on Twitter. You can please subscribe to the podcast. It really, really helps people find the show. Subscribe to the podcast on either iTunes or your non-iOS apps, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Original music to the intro and the outro of this podcast is by Bunga. Let's go Mets. And don't forget, love. Live. There is no crying, no crying in pie. Podcasting. <laughs> Let's go, Mets. Let's fucking go, Mets. Yay.